This is Indie Business Podcast, Season 1, Episode 5. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Indie Business Podcast. I am your host, mentor and coach, Donna Maria, the founder and CEO at IndieBusinessNetwork.com. My goal is to help makers and handmade entrepreneurs build a solid business foundation, increase your income, and use your business to create the life you love. On this episode, I will introduce you to Samantha Dickey of Dirty Beauty Skincare in Woodstock, Georgia. This is a great episode for anyone who wants to make a killing selling their products at local farmer's markets. Samantha shares her tips and ideas to help you start your business. She elaborates on the reasons why she loves doing farmer's markets, and she also shares some of her best insights for using social media to grow your business as well. And let me just say that the legacy upon which this woman's business is built is very, very inspiring. She makes her products using a lot of produce that is grown on her family farm. And that is just such a wonderful thing when you see someone building a business and combining all the new things and all the new technologies that are available with time-tested and honorable principles that use produce from the earth to create wonderful handmade bath and body and skincare products. You're going to love this conversation with Samantha. You can get a summary and the resource links for this episode at IndieBusinessNetwork.com forward slash five. I'll be right back with Samantha Dickey. Hello there, Samantha. Where are you today? Hello, Donna Maria. I am in Woodstock, Georgia, near Atlanta, Georgia. And are you in your home office? Are you outside the office? Where are you right now? I am in my home office. Yes, ma'am. And, you know, you you move around a lot. I noticed that you do a lot of farmer's markets. I was crawling around your YouTube page a little bit and saw the videos that you've done about your product. So you don't stay still for very long, do you? No, I don't. I sure don't. I'm all over the place usually. <laughs> well, Samantha, you are the founder and the owner of Dirty Beauty Skin Care, and I love that brand name. You know, when I first saw it, I thought it was so clever because obviously these products are anything but dirty, but I need to hear the story behind <laughs> that name. So tell us how you started your business and where that name came from. Absolutely. One of my motivations to start the business is my soul connection that I have with natural beauty. When I first realized the link between natural ingredients and my farm-inspired upbringing, I was instantly hooked. Sugar Body Scrub was one of our very first products, and it was thrilling to know that my grandparents actually grew sugar cane. So I grew up in Pennsylvania, and my parents are actually from the South, so we visited my grandparents' farm often while growing up, which I totally love. Because of that, we were raised on natural foods grown on our family farms, in our own gardens in Pennsylvania, local dairies, and freshwater springs. My mom is a nutritionist, and my father is an engineer, so creating fresh, natural, 
beauty products is in my DNA. My parents are retired now, even though they don't act retired. They are growers of certified organic produce on the farmlands where they were raised, and we source some of our products from these very same farmlands, um, third and fourth generation farmlands. We get our fresh beeswax, honey, herbs, leaves, and vegetables when manufacturing our skincare and cosmetics. And, and I love that I was looking at your website, and it says that your products are, and I'm quoting here, hand-poured and developed by a farmer's nerdy lipstick loving daughter. That's exactly right. I mean, the funny things about it, as much as I love the farms, I was kind of icky about going in the fields and picking stuff. I kind of like to do the inside stuff. So I kind of got the love of the dirt and then the technology and the fun around making beauty stuff. So absolutely, I love I get to combine two of my loves, which is, you know, engineering and creating and then beauty and spa products. And, and what a synergy you have there that your products are made largely with ingredients and, and produce, really, and your yeah. parents mm-hmm. your parents raised you in, in a produce type of arena because you had gardens, as you yes. said, in Pennsylvania and in mm-hmm. Georgia, and now you sell at farmer's markets where I think your your parents or your grandparents also sell products at some of the same markets you do, Absolutely. Right? Yes, absolutely. My parents um, currently sell at farmer's markets, and, you know, our children go down and they help on the farm and they sell at the farmer's market. So the farmer's market is, you know, something that we you kind of do as a family. It's 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 real natural and second nature for us to shop at farmer's markets and, and now to sell at farmer's markets. And I know you also sell your products online, so you sell online and at farmer's markets. But I have to tell you, when I first, yes. you know, your website is gorgeous. Your, I love the green, bottle, the green and brown, which which really matches the Dirty Beauty. It's just such a good <laughs> branding combination there, and everything is so colorful yet also really yeah. like dirt and beauty. It's it's an it's an yes. interesting. Combination, and you also have a product which I think is, and you know, this fascinates me. I'll tell you too, because my my mother was raised in North Carolina, so every summer she carted me and my brother off to North Carolina for an entire summer of no television and no indoor plumbing. <laughs> and so, one of the wow. things, I yes. know, I know, I have some stories, mm-hmm. but I digress. One of the things <laughs> that we learned how to do was, you know, I mean, we like ate the chickens that were being raised in the backyard, and there was a a, yes. a hot house where all the meat was. And we also, she had yes. a garden, so we'd pick tomatoes, yes. cucumbers, and we'd get all the itchy things on your skin from all the cucumbers and tobacco, yes. of course, because it was North Carolina. So yes. this is really fascinating to me that you have a product called Collard Green Face Elixir. Tell us about that. Yes, our collard green face elixir. Well, for one, just in our thinking about developing um, our skincare line, uh, we source products, of course, globally, you know, shea butter and mango butter and, and all of those things. And we got to thinking that there has to be things that we grow locally that we can use if we have to because, you know, we talk a lot about sustainable farming and local farming and stuff like that, even in regards to our product. So we did some research on collard greens, and they're extremely rich in vitamin K, which is 
which is excellent for the face. And that vitamin K, along with other vitamins and minerals, are oil-soluble. And it's one of the things that our parents grow organically on their farms. And that's just one of the things that we grew up eating are collard grains. And, you know, we just have them in abundance. And so we wanted to include them in our skincare. And when we found out, you know, that, that we could actually use it and it has benefit, it's just a win-win-win all the way around because it's local, it's fresh, it's potent. Those big green leaves are big, green, and beautiful for some reason. You know, they have the things that are going on in them. They're able to withstand, you know, the heat um, from the sun, the dryness of the soil that they're grown in. They can grow in just basically almost sand, Georgia red clay. I mean, they're just so robust, and we want to capture, um, you know, those, those that chemistry in there and, and uh, develop products that people can use you know, to, to benefit them, help them look younger, more supple skin. Well, until now, I had only picked them or eaten. So <laughs> fascinated by that. So let's talk a little bit, Samantha, about your devotion to farmer's mm-hmm. markets because farmer's markets, of course, have always been around, but in the last few years they have really, really um, increased in number around the country and also yes. in, I think, desirability for consumers as well. Talk to us about how you yes. you must have foreseen that somehow because your business is not new. What do you, what do you think of that, and and do you recommend that other people investigate and, and use farmer's markets in their business for products that they make? Absolutely. Um, again, I love farmer's markets. They are popping up you know, all over, and they're getting a lot more local. Um, Farmer's markets are becoming more and more entertaining also. The farmer's market that my parents go to have food trucks and and jazz, and it's by the river. I mean, it's it's phenomenal. Our farmer's market is more small and targeted, but equally as phenomenal. Um, My passion for farmer's markets is, is really selling products and having fun, at the same time. And farmers markets are one of the best ways to talk to the customers one-on-one and help customers find what they need. And plus, I love to shop at farmers markets. Now, when I first started selling skincare, farmers markets provided me a low-cost weekly marketing and selling opportunity to my target audience. Farmers markets Farmers market customers accept and embrace handmade artisans. I mean, that's what they're coming there for. They don't expect to see, you know, kind of mass-produced things. They want they are looking for handmade, homegrown products. So it's it's just you know it's just it's a perfect ground for uh, for a startup um, artisan and even um, more um, veteran um, veterans. Or market marketers, it's good for them also. So, um, I just I, I I just can't talk enough about how how beneficial it is. A lot of farmers markets have like their own Facebook page, their own, their own Instagram, their own Pinterest, and so they promote their market and they promote the vendors at the market. So again, for people who are just starting to sell their handmade products, it's an excellent way for them to reach the farmer's market clients as their own. So it just has a lot of benefits that way. And that is so smart. You know, I I look at your website and I see every single social media outlet that exists. 
<laughs> down at yes. the bottom of your page, <laughs> which which sort of goes toward what yes. you just said, which is farmers markets have Facebook, they have Instagram, they they're. I don't think they used to. I think they're starting to do that more and more because I guess Absolutely. they're out that they can get a lot of leverage by tagging everyone in the market. And Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, it's it's good. It's 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 kind of like a weekly local handmade indie meetup. You know. You know. It's it's, it's just. It's, yeah, it's fun mm-hmm. to say it that is. as well. You mentioned earlier that it's not just a farmer's market anymore. It's really an entertainment venue in many cases because yeah. when I go to farmer's markets now, there's people singing, sometimes dancing. Um, it, yes. It's just vending tables. It, 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 we Even the last one I went to, there was someone there showing us how to make uh, different foods, like um, he was cooking omelets on a grill. And it was wow. really fascinating, yeah. and he had driven for like three hours away to come to our farmer's market. So tell yes. me, you said it was a great place for you to start out, and and so you're still doing it, though. And I noticed you have a website yes. as well, so you're still, you're still mm-hmm. um, selling your products, obviously, online, but you're still investing a significant amount of time during farmer's market season every week, set up, mm-hmm. hearing the products, yes. mm-hmm. talking with customers, taking yes. Down. That's a big investment of time. Mm-hmm. Tell us what it is about. Mm-hmm. Are, you, are you, you getting a good income there? What, what do you love about it? I know you love connecting okay. customers mm-hmm. and stuff. What, what other things, mm-hmm. you know, fi- financial sure. and income-wise? It's good for you? Yeah, it, it is. It's excellent income-wise um, for for several reasons. Um, and And I do kind of focus on... Um, getting information from our tar- target audience because they're telling me exactly what they want, and then I'm able to go and develop that and then sell it to our online, to our private label, to our contract manufacturing. We also have a niche market. Um, it, it's it's a, a good way to for for me to learn what communication buzzwords and things because I'm looking right at them, I can see what what turns them on, you know, and I can use those same communication in our in our online sales. So, the other thing that it, it does um, is it, it does give you cash because a farmers market people are coming to buy. So, you know, I go to a farmers market that's just a few hours, but in that few hours, I make enough money. I mean, I all it's always profitable. It never costs me anything to go to a farmers market. Because the fees are so low, and the and just that people are coming to buy, they they have their shopping bags, and they're walking up and down the market buying things. They're not just coming to look and see what you know. Sometimes I mean I love craft markets. I'm just saying sometimes people are are, are doing looking. They're doing buying too, but farmers market is like the it's like an alternative to their grocery shopping. They have funds available that they set aside for groceries, and they spend at the farmer's market. The other thing that it does is it makes you locally known for something. So, like, sometimes they'll call me, like, the dirty beauty lady, the lip gloss lady, the salt scrub lady, you know. You know, this person over here is a, is a jelly lady. So because of that, I've gotten, you know, private label business, contract business, because someone will say, now, do you know anybody who does this? Oh, yeah, I know someone that, that makes skincare products. You know, and and you know they'll 
you know, connect us that way. So, and, you know, people will say, you know, well, I'm looking for, you know, a corporate gifts. I'm looking for this. I'm looking for that. And they say, oh, I know somebody. I'm at the farmer's market that does that. Right. And it, it, it just makes you known in your local community. And what what we do is we just use, like, the the cash that we get from the farmer's market as investment for raw materials and things like that, that, you know, for a more um, volume-oriented distribution channels. Oh, that's so smart. So you actually earmark those particular funds for specific reasons in your business. Absolutely. I love the sound of that. Because you can, yes, because it's, because it's more, it's just pure because there's, there's, there's not a lot of, uh, not a lot that, that the vendors have to do on our end for marketing because the market does it. And then, you know, we use our, our social media. So it's just, it's kind of, it's a very low overhead and, and just high, high, high margins. Well, and speaking of social media, I'd like to explore with you, Samantha, how you use mm-hmm. social media and, and why you think it's so important. As I said earlier, you have all of the social media outlets here, and they're not just there. They're actually being used. And a couple I noticed yes. in particular that you seem to use a lot is Pinterest, and I think, I think it's yes. Instagram. So tell us a little bit about the value yes. of social media for your business and what you recommend that other handmade entrepreneurs use as well. Okay. Um, and, and if I could, I'd like to use a, another kind of a farmer's market analogy when talking about this is when I first started at a farmer's market, I was all set up, you know, cute table and, you know, everything was all set up. But because I was, you know, I just, my confidence wasn't as high when I first started in approaching people and selling to people and telling them about our stuff, I kind of just sat there, okay? And the income w- just wasn't there because just because you're set up doesn't mean people are going to notice you. Right. So at the farmer's market, I have to stand there and say, good morning, how are you? You want to try our skincare? And actually talk to people just walking by. And social media is the exact same way. It's just like having a website, it can be gorgeous and all of those things, but if you're not out there talking to people saying, hey, here I am, here I am, come take a look, you're, you're just not going to get noticed and it's going to show up in in the bottom line sales. So it's just, I mean, it's just it's that simple. It's just you have to just say say to people because they're busy, they're walking, they're they're on the internet, they're on Facebook, but they're talking to their friends or you know whatever the case may be, and they're just not saying to themselves, oh, I think I'll go online and order some Dirty Beauty today. So I have to say, try this, try this, try this, try this, and then they say, oh, I think I'll order today. <laughs> so it's just it's it's just it's critical. It's there's so much traffic. I I think about social media as far as it's like having a store, um, a physical store in the desert. And what you're trying to do is you're trying to move your store from the desert to like Fifth Avenue in New York City. And the way you do that is a lot of social media. So you kind of move, and, you know, you get your store out there, out there, where pe- more, more people know about it so that you're kind of in the flow of what people are doing when they're doing their shopping as opposed to just kind of sitting out there with no traffic. And what are your favorite social media outlets for your business and why? My favorite, uh, and I'm kind of surprised at this, um, is Instagram. I love Instagram because with one picture I can say a thousand words. And it's, it's, 
extremely easy to share across other social sites from Instagram. So that's why I love it. I can just like I can put a picture up there from you know an event that I'm at or a product that I'm making or you know at the farmers market and just say you know talk a little bit about it and it's easily shared across other social media and people who share our similarities and interests they they like seeing that. So I love Instagram for that reason. And then, um, of course, I love Pinterest. To me, Pinterest is the maker site. That's where we all go to look and see what everybody's doing. And it's it's it's, it's so inspiring to see, um, you know, the creativity there. The advantage to Pinterest, though, is when we put information out and we put um, beautiful graphics or images out about our products, we can link it back to our blog. We can link it back to our um our website, and we get traffic and sales that way. And then, of course, um, the, my other one that I love is, is Twitter, because Twitter is like a mega market. It's like the mall. It's like having a, a, a space at the mall, you know. And just by sheer volume, exactly. You'll, yes, it's, it's just like, you know, you just kind of rapid fire, and then, you know, you, you, you make a connection that it would almost be impossible to make otherwise just because of volume. So I love Twitter for that reason. And, and so it sounds like these three, and I know you use others, but you mentioned these as, as your sure. favorites. It sounds mm-hmm. like they're actually, mm-hmm. you can trace business, not just interest, to these sites. Absolutely. Absolutely, yes. If it weren't for that, yeah. then there would if it, if it weren't for those um, social media sites, there would be no online sales and online business. Wow. So do you? So, I mean, that's that's exactly what we're tracing. Find that you're able to leverage the social uh, online interaction with the interaction in person with your customers at the markets. Um, somewhat. Um, sometimes um, farmers market customers will, you know, a lot of times they'll go online and like our pages and like and follow us. Um, but the benefits between the online and the social media and the market is more um, indirect as far as leverage goes as opposed to, you know, how we communicate with them because not so much do they buy at the farmer's market and then buy online. They usually just come back to the farmer's market to buy, and, and, but, but we still um, see the benefit, but it's, it's more indirect than a, than a direct um, sale. What do the farmers markets customers do when the market's out of season? Do they do they just not buy at all, or are they able to come online and get what they can get in person when you know it's the middle of winter? Mm-hmm. Winter. Um, the funny thing is, what they usually do, they usually stock up at the end of the season. And are there first thing the next season? That's okay. that's usually what they do. Okay. And we we give them you know, we hear information. You can you can buy online. I say you can call me, you can email me, whatever. But it's just the habits that they do. They they like to go to the farmers market to buy it. So they stock up at the end and they hold out until until we start back up. Usually that's how they usually do it. Well, what, at our market anyway. Well, and you know I've heard other people say that. What a testimony that is to. I know all farmers markets are different, but that's one of the things that yes. to be um, consistent from from what I hear is that mm-hmm. um, you know our market customers, you know, they just 
want to buy from us in person. That's just what they want to do. It's part of the whole experience yes. for them, and they don't get that when they're online. Exactly. That's totally true. So you you, you totally. use the Internet and your social media to attract the online sales, and you, you use the farmer's market as your in-person um, sales venue and also your product development as well, which is which is another great way to um, to do that and that one-on-one interaction with the Absolutely. customer. So it sounds so very organized to me. Um, yeah, I, I think um, part of the thing that that kind of makes it organized is that it's it's a a set time period and set time frame every week. So. You know, whether I'm organized or not during the other times, those times I have to be there. And um, when when I am there, I like to um, plan to make the most out of that time. So um, so yeah, and, and that in that regard, it is very organized because of that. Yes. And Samantha, do you have people to help you with your business? Do you have assistants, either virtual or in person or otherwise, to help with your business? The things that I have or the people, the professionals that I have that help with my business, um, the number one professional that I have with my business is a graphics person. Um, that is That to me is like the number one thing that helps our business is graphics because everything these days is so image-oriented. Image you know, it's, everything's about the pixel size. So... Um, I do have a person that works with me on that. Um, I have a person that works with me on um, uh, retail sales, and and that's an awesome uh, arrangement. And then I also um, consider the people that we purchase our supplies from as, you know, part of our business as far as, you know, the help that we have in our business. Yes. Right, right. And so those, those are what we do. Graphics are so important, as you mentioned. What's like your favorite online photo editing tool? Do you have one that you like best? Um, well, I would say because we use Shopify on our website, so occasionally I'll use um, uh, an app called White the Background. I'll, I'll use that occasionally, but our, our graphics person mainly does um, all of that. But what 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 we do is we take all the pictures with our iPhone, and then we send it to graphics, and they do what they do with it. So um, we we don't we don't do a lot of online editing. Just really when we have to wipe the background on something, if if our graphics person is kind of backed up. Um, or sometimes we'll do use pick resize um, if we have an image that we need to get out really quick and it, it's got to fit certain parameters. We, we will use I think it's pickresize.com or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it is. It is so wonderful. Even if, even if you have a graphics person, as you say, isn't it handy sometimes when you just you know it's Sunday night or. Saturday morning at the market, and you just really have an idea of what you want to create, then there's all these tools online that you can just use Absolutely. on your smartphone and make something nice. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, and and Instagram has awesome filters. I, I mean, they do. That, I mean, I mean, just gorgeous 
beautiful things that you can do with just a, a close-up shot and some, you know, sepia or, you know, lo-fi or something like that on an Instagram. Sometimes I use Instagram as a filter, and then I'll just save that and then go to my website and put it on there or on Facebook. So I use Instagram first to to edit the image like I want it to and then take it other places. Yeah, that is such a great and I, you know, like you said earlier, you were surprised at Instagram. Mm-hmm. I was shocked that I actually yes. ended up liking Instagram. My daughter, one day um, earlier this year, was watching me on Facebook. She's 11 years old, and she said, oh, I get it. No, I'm sorry, she's 12. She said, oh, I get it, Mom. Facebook is like Instagram for old people. I went, I said, you know, and this was maybe eight or nine months ago, and I kind of looked at her like, you know, I don't know, am I insulted or do I laugh? I, I ended up laughing. I ended up going over to Instagram. I, of course, I already had an account because that's just kind of what I always do whenever there's new social media. I always reserve my name there. But I went back over to have right. a look because I didn't want to be thought of as an old person by my daughter. So I went over there and I just started playing around with it and I went oh my goodness I love this and I recently read uh, Samantha I can't remember where I read this I I recently read that Mayfair um, which is one of the Mm -hmm. posters on Instagram is the most popular one and whoever does these studies did a little study and said that Mayfair the Mayfair um, filter got the most uh, likes and comments over all the other filters on Instagram. I thought that was wow. Cool. Yes. Now everything I do, everything on Mayfair. <laughs> wow. I gotta I gotta frequent that one more. <laughs> not, not everything, but I know it is. It's a really nice one. So, so well, this is great. Awesome. And I'm just so excited to get a chance to hear from you how, you know, a little bit about how your business works and the farmers markets. Uh, you know, tips that you shared are really, really great. And, and in closing, I'd, I'd love to know, you know, you've been in business for a while now, and I'd like for yeah. you to share, if you would, like like your top two tips that you would suggest for makers and handmade entrepreneurs in particular to be successful. Mm-hmm. It's tough, as you just said. It's like there's – you can't just set up – you can have the most awesome website, but – it doesn't matter anymore. Yes. Like it used to matter a little bit. Now it really doesn't matter anymore. What yes. are tips and encouraging words for people who are looking to be successful in this in this genre, Samantha? Sure. Um, well, I would say, um, uh, let's say, a success tip for for maybe someone kind of starting off or something someone um, new to the handmade arena is start with a few even one product and do it all the way. So all the packaging, the efficacy, and most important, the sellability. And just do just be known and just do one thing all the way perfect. Um, when when I first started, I, had, I thought I had to have, you know, 60 products. You know, I had this menu. It was like... <laughs> a diner menu of, of <laughs> products out there. And, you know, and I was like, <laughs> I looked at myself and I was like, wow, I had every size imaginable from the microscopic to, like, you know, family gallon size. And it just it just wasn't, it just wasn't, um, you know, efficient. It just wasn't, it wasn't good. Microscopic so, <laughs> to family gallon? <laughs> <A few things. laughs> 
That is too Ex- funny. Yeah, it just was. It was just. It was, it was just terrible. I had all this inventory, these different shapes right. and sizes, and right. you now now I try to you know make things. You know, they don't have to look the same. They can a, a, a label will make it look different, but it might be the same. You know, raw material. So, you know, just to just to to start small and do it well, and then I would say um, I I got to say to give farmers markets a, a try um, for selling your handmade products because they just they provide a, a low cost fees, um, oftentimes group marketing opportunities, and a very receptive audience. So you know, just to you know, get your get your confidence, get your get your cash, you know, your confidence and your cash. That's about what you need. So they got and then, okay, confidence and then, and cash. Yes, confidence and cash. That'll <laughs> that'll take you a long way. And then um, and then use social media consistently to get the word out about about what you have. You know, you just use it um, because it's it's there as a tool. Um, it it allows um, us handmade um, artisans to be out there with, with, with everybody else, regardless of size or, you know, what they offer. You know, we're out and we have the same, we're on the same playing field as everyone. So, you know, we use social media to get the word out about what we're doing. Excellent tips from Samantha Dickey at 30 Beauty Skincare in Woodstock, Georgia. Tell us where to go yes. to get your products, including the collard green elixir. <laughs> my new you favorite. Can get I haven't dirty. even tried it yet. It's my new favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You can go to dirtybeauty.com and shop with us online. And you can follow us on social media at facebook.com slash dirtybeauty, um, Pinterest and Instagram slash dirtybeauty, and Twitter.com slash Dirty Beauty Skin. Excellent. Excellent. And if we're in and around Woodstock, what farmer's market do we go to? You go to the Main Street Woodstock Farmer's Market. It's on Saturdays between 8.30 a.m. and 12 noon. And I was there in the rain this past um, Saturday, so... (laughs) As long as there's not like um, some kind of Noah flood, um, we'll, we'll be out there. <laughs> Excellent. And I just want to also give a tribute plug to your family and their farm. Tell us the name of it so we can find that as well. Absolutely. You can find them on um, facebook.com slash Addison's Fresh Produce. Just, just a side note, my mom is 70 and she posts the most amazing Facebook posts I've ever seen. Just gorgeous, like cooking um, turnip grains and, I mean, just beautiful stuff and on in the field, just gorgeous stuff. But it's it's A D D E R S O N Addison's Fresh Produce. The best way to find them regularly is, is on their Facebook page. Well, I just like them, and I do see some of the pictures. We've got green peppers, peppers, hot peppers, <laughs> green beans, and it, it just looks wonderful. And, of course, the watermelon is making me drool right now. So, of course, it's, it's, an, it's not watermelon season, so I'll have to wait. But thank you so much, Samantha, for sharing your passion you. and sharing your ideas and your tips to be successful as a maker and a handmade entrepreneur. We're really so excited to have 
people like you that really your your roots just go deep into your business. It, it, it's, it's obviously a business, but it's also something that you have connected to your legacy, and that is very special, and, and everyone can appreciate that. So thank you for sharing that part of your business with us as thank well. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much for the opportunity to, to chat with you. It's always a pleasure. Okay, Samantha, we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed this interview with Samantha Dickey at Dirty Beauty Skincare. I really do love her approach to farmer's markets and how she combines using social media with using farmer's markets and being physically present with her customers to build her brand and increase her income as an entrepreneur. If you have a question that you'd like to ask me about small business success, just go to IndieBusinessNetwork.com forward slash question and leave your question there. And if we ask your question and answer it right here on the podcast, we'll also link back to your website. I hope you enjoy Indie Business Podcast, listening to it as much as I enjoy delivering it to you. And if you do enjoy it, why don't you show us a little bit of love? Just go to IndieBusinessNetwork.com forward slash love. And you can yet let your friends know that you enjoy our show and that you would like to recommend that they listen to it so we can all learn and grow and share together. And, you know, if we can improve, let us know that too. There's a contact link on our website at IndieBusinessNetwork.com so you can share what you'd like to see and how we can serve you better. I'll see you on the next episode of Indie Business Podcast. In the meantime, break all the rules, build your own corporate ladder, and create the life you love.